And we are back. This is a new show from Des Moines and Dragons. Uh, Des Moines and Fallout, I think, is the, the working title as of now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here. Welcome back, guys. Woo! Yeah. So, to sort of say what this is from a quick introductory, uh, as we sort of announced last time, now it's been months since we've made that announcement for us, if you guys have been a month, but Ted, uh, Lovable Flip, uh, is out for a while. He uh, recently had a child, so he does not have time to record. So we've got the Tidefall crew uh, minus Ted, and we're doing a Fallout game in Genesis. So thanks to the community, they do a lot of really cool fun stuff so we figured out what could be fun and we decided fallout because the world is ending anyways so why not yeah so why not? i don't even think that was on purpose i think that was kind of accidental and then oops i mean we we sat Pandemic. down and we were talking about different settings and the like the top three were all post-apocalypse in some way all so clearly them. we have a theme that yeah. our group enjoys like yeah yes. the world's over let's let's you know let's do something you know in a post-apocalypse or something because tidefall was you know yeah. the world drowned Right. Fall out, the world blew up. We also talked about a couple other like other fantasy or sci-fi post-apocalypse things. So. Yeah. yeah, I think we talked about maybe like a cyberpunk sort of apocalypse. There was that thing. and then there was a like a fantasy post-apocalypse. Right. So either way, we're here. It's fallout. It's relevant. Uh we're still in Time. quarantine. Yeah. I uh I, I messaged you guys the other day, but I, I just I laughed because when we recorded episode nine i jokingly said that episode nine comes out in june and by june quarantine will be over and that is very much not true not a thing right yeah. we'll see but, well but almost people are starting to go back to work so there's that uh right. however good that will go it's gonna be an interesting uh fall yes uh -huh. it's it's been an interesting year let's just it is it's been, been like it for six months it's gonna continue for probably the other six months who knows what's right. gonna happen in I'm not going to comment on the quality of the year, but it has, it existed. Yeah. It happened. It sure did. Things, things did occur. Let's, let's yeah. be real. It's uh, throw it out, try again next year sort of year. Oh, yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, it's, I, you know, I think it's kind of that, like, what's the basic response where it's like, hey, how are you doing? And then you have that, like, awkward moment where, like, you realize, wow, I shouldn't have asked, asked that. Like, nobody's okay right now. And then you have to kind yeah. of awkwardly come up with a response of, like, uh, fine, everything's broken and, you know, yeah. existential if, crises. But, you know, fine. Yeah. The other question is always, what have you been up to? And the answer is just, well, I've been sitting at home. Literally watching nothing. Net, watching Netflix and playing video games. It's like every person that I know has been their life. It's just YouTube, Netflix, and video games. I'm five right. seasons into I Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nice. Uh, I've watched... Uh, a bunch of that and that's pretty much a crowning achievement uh i did some crocheting because i got kind of crazy and like needed something to do with my hands while i watched buffy the vampire slayer um that's really i've been walking my dog a lot which is right good for the dog i think <laughs> when you go out on walks in the day do you wear a mask uh ooh, interesting no i don't because i i always I, I mean, it's maybe it's just my neighborhood, but like everybody in my area is really good about like going to like opposite sides of the street. Like we'll all kind of like not. And I know all of the dogs in the neighborhood now because we all see each other like twice a day. But right. like everybody that I 
Amnir is pretty good about like going to opposite sides of the street or kind of like walking around each other and like being like automatically social distancing. If I were like in a, a denser neighborhood, then no. I always wear a mask when I go to the like the store or anything like that. Right. But just in the I, neighborhood, no, I don't. I wear a mask because the people near me do not do that like they, they're not great at social distancing. So I just oh. I just wear the mask. And then so I, I just wear it on my neck and then whenever I get close to someone I pull it up. Uh, otherwise, fair. I just I don't really trust people. So. That's fair. You shouldn't, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I just think we li- I live in like a more spread out neighborhood that everybody everybody kind of is like they know to like walk around each other. So yeah. that seems to be going pretty okay. Nice. Good. 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 Uh, anything else you guys want to quickly talk about? If not, we can jump into the episode. Not particularly. No, I, literally nothing has happened. Right. Uh, yeah, it's been our longest break, but we've had the least amount of stuff happen. Yeah, I've been. It's war. such a bummer because it's like I'm unemployed and I'm doing nothing, and I'm just waiting for hopefully my job to start back up. And I'm like, wow, it's summer. It's great. Like, let's go traveling. Like, I'm watching all of these beautiful Netflix shows. Like, man, I really want to go to like Thailand. Like, come on, Ethan, you have the summer off. Like, let's uh let's go out and do something. And then it's like, oh wait. Wait a minute. The, I mean, there is a reason why we're sitting around at home doing nothing. And that's then it's like, oh yeah, that's a bummer. I mean I went on a trip and it was fun, but it I didn't like I just it was more just to get out. And I just yeah. like drove out to Denver and just like drove around the mountains for yep. a weekend. Because nice. it was fun just to get out. But then, again, whenever I went to any gas station or any store, yeah, I had to, like, to you know, mask up, gloves, you know, you know, washing, like, all that was, you know, nothing is weirder than going into the bathroom of a gas station and pooping and then not washing your hands because you're wearing gloves and I'm not going to wash the gloves that I'm throwing out in 10, nope. you know, in 20 seconds. It's that a whole, whole new world, baby. That's, it's, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Weird. New rules really weird. for everything. <laughs> but, no, uh... I- my most notable like thing lately is I finally played the game Journey. Ooh, it, that's a good one. Today, and it is a phenomenal piece of nonverbal storytelling. Yeah. That's the desert one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And you meet your little friend and... Yeah, and then, yeah. Thank you. And I'm not going to spoil there... it. <laughs> it's lovely, okay. yeah. There's you a, just played a it, little, it's worth playing. Yeah, there's a little tidbit at the end that makes you go, oh, Wow. Really? Huh. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that, and that's really cool sounding. I've not played it, but it, it looks cool. Uh, it's, it's a gorgeous bit of storytelling, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. I bought Civ Six on Switch, uh, so I've been doing nothing. Beware Gandhi. Yeah. Well, yeah, I there's not a Gandhi in this game. I've just been playing a, a long, protracted, like five minute at a time game as Russia for like a week so yeah nice that is the most exciting thing all right well we're gonna we're gonna be right back and then we will jump into the episode so see you guys real quick bye see ya It bathes the land in nuclear fire. It molds it, 
changes it. It swept over the great rolling plains of the Midwest. What was once the heartland of the United States now sits frozen in time, enveloped by a nuclear winter that will not end. The only thing connecting that barren tundra to the rest of the world is a long 235 highway. The only major roadway for a place once known as Des Moines. A place where a ghoul and her robot are headed through. Now... Stay tuned for more Des Moines and Fallout. Okay, we are here. It's the beginning of the Fallout Des Moines and Dragons. So, as all good Fallout games starts, we're going to, you know, start with a slow pan with a song, right? Now, since we are, you know, a podcast, we're not going to actually play the song, but I went on the internet and found a song that I think sort of perfectly describes or, you know, narrates the world. Uh, so, there's a song by Tom T. Hall called It Sure Can Get Cold in Des Moines. And this song, it's, you know, kind of country, kind of, you know, classic, talking about, you know, the cold winter in Iowa. And, you know, this song is, you know, playing in the background. And again, any song, any old, you know, fallouty song you guys want to imagine, that works too. And we're super, you know, the camera's super zoomed in on a pit boy. And it's just, you know, this radio is playing this, you know, song about the winter. It slowly starts to, you know, you know, zoom out a bit. We see, you know, more of the pit boy, the arm that's holding it. And then you notice that this arm is, you know, sitting in the snow on the ground, just like, you know, down. Zooms out a bit further, and we see, you know, this person's wearing a uh, a Vault Tech uniform, and on the back it says Vault Five One Five, and the person is laying down, face down in the snow, and they are very much dead. And then we we hear uh, the crunching of you know boots on snow and the camera pans to the side to our our two heroes do you guys want to describe what you look like and you know what, you, what the audience would see at this point absolutely uh chris you want to go first <laughs> i knew it or, um or do you so, want me to go first oh no i i can go first uh either, so either way friend <laughs> I, I think i'll go first you know inorganic life forms uh first uh so uh in amongst the uh, crunching of the boots on the snow, you hear kind of the squeak and grind of ball bearings as the wheels are turning. And uh, there's this hulking frame of a Securitron, uh, a la Fallout New Vegas for you uh, folks out there. Um, and on the, the way that a Securitron is built, you can imagine a, uh, a tube TV on a unicycle with two arms um, if you will, just to give you an idea. And on the screen uh, is this uh, kind of characterized street tough. Um, you know, think of the cartoon where guys got the newsboy hat, and uh, that's that's my character, uh, Sully's Securitron. Okay. Uh, one question I have: It's winter. There's snow. Do you have a winter tire? Um, I, you just have like a, an all all year round tire. You kind you kind of zoom in on uh, 
on the wheel and you notice there's just rusty chains wrapped around it. Ah, okay. So you just chain Some, it up. Someone's Midwestern dad like took the time <laughs> to remind you to put on your winter tire. <laughs> put on your winter chains. <laughs> okay. And then next to Sully Securitron? So next to him is kind of walking. There is a ghoul. So she's kind of wrapped up in like some winter clothes. She's kind of got, she's wearing mostly leather, but she has kind of a bulky coat on uh, and a couple of bulky packages with her. Um, And uh, it is uh, Midge uh, is her name. Midge Price. Uh, She, her name is Margaret, but she, she goes by Midge. Margaret is what her mom calls her. Um, And she is, she is very obviously a ghoul. Um, You can kind of tell mostly just by, you know, kind of the gap uh, in her face, um, like kind of where her eyes are. Everything else is mostly covered, but um, she's kind of trundling along. She's kind of got her shoulders hunched and she's kind of moving forward into the snow, kind of mumbling uncomfortably. Uh, I don't think she, she's quite as affected by the cold, obviously a little bit more than Sully, um, but she's still a little uh, salty about uh, the, the weather uh, being what it is. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we just see that was a crossover reference, by the way. Uh, I appreciate it. For those of you that are listening at home. So, so yeah, we see the two of them walking through the, you know, the snowy wasteland, and and are you are you guys rushing or are you just like traveling? I think we're just traveling at this point because uh, the snow is kicked up enough that visibility isn't super great okay i mean we're not blizzard level but no but yeah it's enough that you need to focus otherwise you may get lost but otherwise you're just heading you know towards and and maybe you're you're on a road or something and you see like a sign that says like des moines you know two miles or something like that right and you're as you're getting into town i think we're just you know when i say sign it's like it's like old school highway signs that's like half it's destroyed and rusted but you know they still those still exist, right? Okay. And then I think you know the camera sort of pans out. The song you know gets back to louder, and I think we just we see the two of them trudging down. Uh, what road are you coming in to town on? I think uh, you know they mentioned in other ones talking about the long, like I I five or thirty five gets mentioned or long ninety four. Uh, I think th- around these parts, uh, the infamous 235 is uh, the road that we're currently walking down because a lot of bad things have happened on this road, but here we are. It's your major okay. thoroughfare, your main way through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, the yeah the music picks up and we and it sort of just you know zooms out as we see our you know our two heroes trudging through the snow on this you know road that is barely a road anymore. It's more of just a you know kind of paved highway. And uh, it, you know, zooms out and it watches them walk into town. So eventually you guys arrive at a, and I say town, it's really more of a settlement. It's, you know, probably not in the actual like city, city part of Des Moines, but probably like somewhere near the edge where people, you know, built up buildings. So good old suburbs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some, yeah. A few hours later, uh, you guys like arrive at this makeshift you know, camp slash village that, you know, spawned out of one of the, you know, suburbs around Des Moines. And what, what do you guys do first thing? Like, do you announce yourself? Is it like, 
first thing is you go to the bar or, you know. So I think, I think the first thing that we see is kind of what the, the remains of a gas station sign uh, that I think the town is named for. Uh, So I think we, that's really the the most defining feature uh, of this uh, little settlement. So I think we kind of head towards that. And I think there's uh, a security guard or kind of, what passes for a security card, mostly probably just like a grumpy old guy in a big coat uh, okay. and a gun. And he's just kind of watching the road, seeing people. Who come yeah. Through. He probably, and maybe, maybe he like sees you guys as you're approaching and he sort of like nods. And as you get close, he's like, Ugh. and he, he like, he like grunts at you and is like, travel. Tra- and he, and I think he, he, you know, again, he's not used to, you know, traveling robots and ghouls. You know, most, most people are humans, uh, ghouls here and there, but he, he looks to, to Midge and he's like, uh, coming to town what uh what, what what's your story midge kind of sidles up and she's like yep hi there uh just looking uh passing through uh i'm a doctor by by trade so you know just checking to see if anybody uh has some some extra caps uh i do teeth if that's an issue i definitely could do teeth uh just you know trying to be helpful that sort of thing so, uh, do- doctor haven't had a haven't had one of those in a while uh and he's he's like he looks around and you know again he and maybe maybe you notice this he definitely does not have you know great teeth um but no one does in the apocalypse right so it's the uh, first thing to go oh yeah he sort of looks around he's like uh well if you uh if you head into town i i don't know if anyone hurt right now but you know you could, you could ask around the bar see if anyone's anyone's had issues we haven't had an attack in a couple days um some uh some rad rad scorpions came in a few few days back but you know there's she kind of rubs her hands together and she's like well if you've got the caps i've got the uh the healing skills yeah i i I guess head into the head into the bar uh you know and he he points to what used to be clearly like the gas station but they've like converted to a bar and he points there's like you can you can check there and see if anyone needs anything uh you know, yeah, I'd, I'd start there. And did and sorry, did you introduce your name? Did you say what you were called? She kind of reaches out her hand and she's like, "I'm I'm Midge," and she's like, "She's got her giant mittens on." Okay, he, he puts his hand up to shake hand. Nice, nice to meet you, Midge. And your uh, your robot friend, Sully. Let's leave it at that. Sorry, his he, programming's he, a little little grouchy today. Okay. Uh, does, yeah, does, he just nods to the two of you. He recognized that I'm a ghoul. Uh, I mean, yeah. How, how obvious is it that you're? Ghoul-like? I think it's. I think it's obvious because you're, you're like, mostly up close, up, right? Yeah, you're from a distance. I think you wouldn't know, but I think like yeah, it's just that like face. Um, I think her mouth is covered up with like a scarf or something, but I think it's just the eyes. Right. Okay. Um, maybe acting, I'll, like, I'll make a check out. just to see if he, if he even notices. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a no. Yeah, he uh, got a one failure. So yeah, he does not notice. He just, you know, he just assumes you're a human. Fair assumption. Yeah, head head in, see if you know anyone needs any help. Like I I said, we had an attack a few days back. So I feel like as a you know Midge and Sully go by, kind of turns. It's a good thing it's not summer. He would have smelled you a mile away. She kind of reaches over and she kicks uh, Sully's little tire. Uh, his, his little snow chains and she just kind of like you know pats him gently with her foot 
And she's like, oh, Sully, you asshole. Checks out, doll. So she just kind of like walks over to the, uh, the, into the gas station. Gas station slash bar. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yes. The, the bar command go. Side, side, yes. Command go. (laughs) It's either that or it's like, hmm, spacies. Hmm, which one, one of those. Uh, so yes, command go, the, uh, the bar slash gas station. So yeah, I think uh, she kind of leads uh, Sully over and they go into the, the bar and look for some potential caps. Okay. When you guys get inside, um, when did you want to arrive into town? Is it like midday afternoon evening? I think it's just about to get dark. I think they just, to, okay. just got into town just, just in Before time night. Yeah. Cause it, especially yeah, Iowa winter, they get cold. So yeah. getting indoors would be very And it helpful. gets dark early, so you got to get yes. in. Yeah. So yeah, it's not necessarily late. It's just dark because it's, you know, yeah, winter in Iowa gets dark. So you get inside and yeah, it's probably, you know, not super, super busy, but, you know, because it's evening time there, there's a number of people at the bar, mostly drinking, you know, like what? Swapping stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah swapping stories, drinking, and, you know, they're not drinking fancy drinks. Obviously it's, you know, either moonshine or just like some like crappy, you know, piss water basically right you know, just whatever beer they could get their hands Bush on light. brew up yeah uh, oh exactly so uh and you, so you're looking specifically for someone that's like injured that's obviously injured or are you just trying to ask around i think i'm just heading up to the bartender i'm just gonna sidle up to the bar um and kind of see if i can get um get some leads or maybe just kind of introduce myself and you know make my services known okay so yeah, you go up to the bar and um, a, a minute again. There's he's dealing with other people, but a minute or so goes by and he comes up to you. He's like, "Oh, what what uh, what can I do for you, ma'am?" She kind of pulls down her her hood and her hat, and she kind of just uh, she goes up and says, "Hi there, uh, I'm Midge, uh, your uh, guard friend over by the sign uh, pointed me in this direction. Uh, just wanted to, you know, spend the night in town and then let you know that I'm a doctor." So any uh, any injuries or, or illnesses you need treated? Uh, I've been around a while, so uh, lots of experience, information, anything like that about any illnesses. So happy to lend a hand for for you know caps in case okay. you've you've got any of those. So when you say you pull it down, you're trying to cover up, or you're trying to make it so people can like more better make see it face? better see. Uh, okay, so you you like mm-hmm. okay, gotcha. I, I, I understand. Make it up. Can obvious. you roll me a man, it has been too long. A uh just a charm check. Just to see how, mm-hmm. you know, charming you are. I can. Uh um let's see. oh let me it'll be difficulty I'll just make difficulty one. Okay. People are too drunk to figure out what you are immediately. Yeah. Yep. And again, a bar a bartender's job is to, you know, be friendly and read people, so it's you know, he's trying to make friends. That's what he's there for. So mm-hmm. make friends, and, sell booze. Uh, absolutely. It's the most essential job. Can you remind me where in Roll20 that check would be? Oh, uh, never okay. mind. So, I just found it. Yep. Very, very top. Uh, you modify that dice pool and you just change the purple down to one. And then you don't need to worry about the green dice because it'll automatically, uh, if you roll, sorry, mm-hmm. too many things at once. At the very top, set your purple to one. And then down below... Uh, you can click on your uh, charm check. Absolutely. Okay. So rolling that now. 
Uh, should you have had four? Ah, I know what happened. Okay, hold up. Let me reset. I think try uh, that one more time. I think I know what. Yeah. I think what's going on? Uh, Sully kind of stayed in the corner because it's it, there's it's small enough you know, that you know Midge could get through, but Sully's big and hulking, so he's uh those kinda, yeah those glass doors can only get so wide. Right. So he just kind of stays there, trying to be like, "Hey, hey, buddy, kill me with my 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 uh, chain on my tires." No, all right. Yeah, and I, I think I think one of the guys like that's like sitting at the table closest to you as you're like halfway in. He like looks up at you and he like he gives this weird look, but then I think he he like pans up to the screen. What is on the screen? On, I like, think yeah, on the TV screen is just this like characterized tough guy sort of look. Uh, um, he's got that um like newsboy hat on over his eyes got kind of a a set jaw five o'clock shadow is it like chicago popeye almost (laughs) almost um is you know if that helps with the visualization Uh, and he sees the guy looking like the hell are you looking at take the chain tire off and maybe i won't be so annoying are you just like completely fucking up the like the floor I, I think so. Like you, you just hear, like, roll in, and it's like ice and like snow and chains. Yes. And yeah. I, I think I think at that the 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 guy at the table sort of like ignores you, but then a second or two later, not the bartender, but like one of the guy, one of the like people working the bar, like sees you like starting to like shit, you know, tear up the ground. He's like, ah, oh, wait, 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 one second, and they like they like put both hands up and they like push you back. Then you know they go down to sort of like try to undo the chains how difficult is that for them to take the chains off of you it, not very because uh you know he's there's at least probably i would say about a foot gap between the uh edge of the uh joint that holds the tire to the robot base um so yeah it's not that difficult okay uh i will do a quick roll for them um Funnily enough, they did not succeed, but they had a bunch of advantage. So what does that look like? They they failed to get it off of you, but something else good happened because of it. Well, they uh, I think they aggravate the angry dogs out in the uh, uh, out in the you know, outside the bar. Um, but I think is like it, it starts to uh, you know looking at Sully be like ah, you're one of them good humans. That's that's good. Usually can't stand your kind. And I think, uh, I don't know, maybe he wins favor with that person. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you, like, make friends with him and, like, he, like, you know, so, somehow he's, like, you know, enjoys, you he know, your presence. And then, them. yeah, when yeah. when that happens, I think that guy that was on the table that sort of ignored you, like, saw this guy struggling. And he's, like, I'll, I'll come help. And he comes over and, like, gives him the hand. And, like, one of them holds it and the other one, like, grabs the chain and, like, undoes it. And then you're able to, like, get loose. Ah, good. Uh, and then you just like put that on your back or something. Uh, so on my shoulders, uh, you know, little weird Fallout factoid: the Securitron has missile launchers. Usually, if they are part of the Las Vegas contingent, uh, courtesy of Mister House. Uh, so I think Sully has those too, but there's nothing in there. So he just kind of reaches up to like his right shoulder, flips it open, and there's nothing in there. He just tosses it in and closes it. Okay, cool. and yeah, for any snow chain compartment. Yes. And for any robot that's, you know, done long term like distance and traveling, you've probably got many, many, many modifications. It's like, you know, more real life. Like a normal robot is like very uniform, this, 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 and this, and you've definitely modified the crap out of yourself. So 
Oh, 100%. You've like got this old thing, you've opened it up, and there's like, yeah. And probably inside of there is just like lots and lots of like nicks where the chain has been pulled out, in and out, in and out many, many times. Oh, yeah. Like so. his, his base code is kind of a really, like it should be almost a, a very faint powder blue, but it's covered in soot and scratches and dings and dents. And he's been around for a minute. Oh, yeah. So yeah, while while you know the the three of you are struggling to get these chains off, we we pan back to Midge. So Midge, you were trying to just charm this bartender, and you succeeded on that. So uh, and sorry, remind me, you were just trying to yep, uh, she's just kind of introducing herself and you know trying to see if the bartender can point her to to anybody who needs doctoring. Anyone needs okay. So uh, well, a few, a few days back we had a a you know red scorpion attack. Uh, most people are fine, but uh, two or three houses down, um, old 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 Bessie, she uh, she was out, you know, doing something in her in her, her garden, and then you know when the attack happened, and she got hit, and she she got, I don't I don't think she got stung, I think she just fell down and maybe messed her up her hip or something. Uh, Absolutely, she, that's she, the kind of thing I can take care of though. Although to uh, to kind of reiterate, um, y'all have caps right that's that's a thing that you oh, oh yeah caps it's a uniform currency absolutely where, where are you guys from you don't have caps it's crazy yeah just you know making sure sometimes there's these weird regional currencies uh i, I work for money is what i'm saying so I, yeah i think she kind of sees the struggle over like she kind of cuts him off over at the bar and she sees them struggling with the snow chains and she kind of like yells over at sully uh, as they're kind of wrestling the chains and she kind of yells back and it's like, no, watch my bag, Sully. Because I think she's got her, her medical bag and all of her, her kind of careful, delicate components for, for the things that she does. I think she's got them stored inside of one of those compartments. Of okay. no, yeah, that's that's what really, I mean, all of those compartments are, are really what's very useful. So she's kind of... okay. And I, and I think as, as you start to walk away from the bar, uh, the bartender calls up, and, and, and Miss... Uh, do you stop or do you go over to Sully? I think stop. Okay. I just don't don't go to her house tonight. She she goes to bed early and she gets she gets real cranky if if you wake her up. So I I just check her on her in the morning. That seems fair. Uh, you know, I, who doesn't get cranky? Uh, until then though, uh, I'm you know assuming I've got a couple of caps. You know, for a drink or two maybe. You know, that seems. Oh yeah, I'll, uh, and he, he start he p- starts pulling out just whatever generic you know beer. Perfect. And starts starts pouring it. Okay, and so I think Midge is going to kind of go over to Sully and see if she can kind of wrestle him into a corner at a table. Uh, maybe like kind of just she's a little rough with Sully. I think she just kind of yanks him and kind of tries to like position him into a corner where he won't be quite as in the way. Knocking so, chairs and stuff over as we get over that way. Yeah, yeah. She's not General question to both of you. Does Midge see Sully as her property and does Sully see Midge as her owner? Or do you guys both see different things in the relationship? I think for Sully, because I think he's trying to make his way back out to Vegas because uh, he's got this brand. He on, got lost. Uh, well, I think so. He's got this brand on one of his arms that says uh, uh, Robco, Las Vegas, Nevada. And he's like, huh. I'm curious. So I'm gonna go out that and way. Do you, do you even know what that means? Or have you I don't think he does. Place? I think he okay. got 
dropped or you know i can see it conceivably he was constructed there but sent out but activated somewhere okay. midwest or even east coast and yeah he's just made and this probably this probably takes place you know an, an amount of time after you know the events of all the games just to avoid you know can you know any right. storyline things time all that's kind of separate confusion. yeah all that right. timeline stuff we don't really care about it we're just different place different time um okay but yeah so at some point you you were there and you've been sent out and now you're trying to get back but you don't really know why okay cool right i think for so, Mitch, it's... so i guess to go back to sully real quick do you do you see Midge as your owner, or is it more of a you just have this plan and she's coming with you? This is this she's this plan because uh you know with her being a doctor, people don't necessarily always take kindly to robots, or they look at them as oh I'm gonna own that guy, oh I'm gonna scrap him and sell him for parts. So uh, walking along with a doctor has gotten solely through more than it has not. Okay. Because, yeah, if you're, if you're going solo at some point, you're going to have to fight to survive because, you know, robots are worth money. So, right. but if you've got a ghoul friend that's also a doctor, it helps. Right. Okay. But again, it's also, you know, post-apocalypse, anyone at any point could turn on you guys, and you guys know that. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think for Midge, it's kind of like, I think she resists thinking of uh, Sully as a person, I think. But she she likes him. She has a fondness for him. I think she's like a nice dog or like a a, a useful child. So okay. I think she definitely like. But again, you still you, you still use him for storage and oh, you yeah. move him around. He's okay. got all these nifty pockets, and it's like, oh, we can you know carry all of my shit. Like that's fine. Okay. But she so no, she likes him. I think uh, more than she likes most most people who have treated her unkindly just because she's a ghoul. So. I also love that as a GM, now I can split the party up and now you then can't doctor things. So, Yeah, he's got all, all, of, all of my things. Right. He's got he's got everything. So yeah, other than probably what, like just your scalpel or something that's like in your side yeah. pocket? Some basic tools, like maybe a Base, couple yeah. of chems, like basic chems. Cool. I mean, yeah, you can't trust the, the robot to drugs. Right. That'd be crazy. No, yep. They're shifty types. Okay. So... You guys saddle up to a to a table. Uh, the bartender brings over some drinks. Both for me. And okay, yeah. So he brings over two drinks because he's had a couple, and then he looks and is like, "Wait, you're just with this robot." And then you you probably like. I drink know what one. I said. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> know what I'm about. Yeah. And yeah, he takes a he takes a couple caps. He's like, "And I need a room for the night as well." It's and he like looks to the window. He's like, "It's starting to get dark." Midge kind of nods and says, "Yes." Okay. And she's like, well, but, 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 I mean, I would be willing to maybe do some bartering as far as cost. You know, I, like I said, I've got a lot of useful skills. If maybe you want to like get a tooth pulled or something like that and extend in exchange for money, like can definitely do that. Um, sure. Roll me a, there's not a bartering check in this, is there? I don't know that there is no, no. Oh, there's negotiations. Yeah. Uh, roll me a negotiations oh, yes. check. Okay. Um, um, and I'll do difficulty two. Perfect. Uh, so, oh, why did, oh, sorry. <laughs> do that again. I keep feeling what I have to do on my end. Why is there three? Ah, sorry. Roll 20 Tricky. is a funny beast. Tricky, uh, tricky. One last time. Mistress. This time it's okay. the real one. I want to choose the best one. Okay. 
<laughs> and of course, that one's the worst one. So you failed. We have an adva- you have an advantage, uh, but he he looks at you. He's like, uh, the price is the price. But what does that advantage give you? Uh, I think he he'll keep me in mind. I think he'll do some thinking. Okay. Uh, asking around, and maybe he'll come up with somebody. Okay. Yeah. May- maybe like, yeah. Maybe sometime early tomorrow, he'll maybe have some uh, potential jobs for you. Because again, bartenders always have jobs because it's a you know video game universe. So that's fair. Okay. So yeah, he looks at you. He's like, uh, I'm sorry, no dice. Uh, the price is the price. And he, uh, for a room and two beers, uh, four four caps, please. She just kind of crumbles and pulls it out and smiles okay. like really sweetly, but in a way that's clearly sarcastic. Like, I half expected you to request Sully to pay them hand, so I'm glad that you actually pulled out the money. Right. Does Sully have like an easy way to? Does, how are what's the the hand slash arm situation? Because if I'm um, remembering correctly, it's kind of T Rex situation for, for a Securitron. Like he's it's almost like. Uh, these triple sort of talon pinch. It's like, imagine the claw game pincher, yep. just a little bit wider. And it's attached to like vacuum hose that goes from about mid TV screen, just short of the ground. So he's got longer arms. But hilarity would ensue if I tried to like make him pull out individual caps. I mean, <laughs> It's not like I, he's I got like a slot yeah. in his arm that he could like shoot out caps. Like I, I could see it probably. now. Just you know, throw the bag out, uh, get get him from Sully, and he just uh, 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 one uh, picks up a bunch and just drops them. Uh, uh. <laughs> Ten. Ten. That no, it was it was four. Four. Uh, shit. Um, two. He has to start over eight times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah. This continues, and and the the guy eventually, I think, if he's got if you've got like a pile you're grabbing, he just like grabs the rest of them. He's like, okay, and he's like, he just grabs another two and be like, okay, here's here's the four. I've I've got I've got this, and he like pockets it. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do you guys do? You're you're in this bar. It's you know evening time. Do you like talk around to people in town? Do you you know because right now everyone's kind of like starting to wind down for the evening they're you know getting their their yeah. drinks to keep them warm for the night before they head to bed right uh i think midge kind of looks around so she's been you know they've been making this kind of show of being an ipped and, and unable to like pay for anything but i think she's kind of while that's going on she's kind of looking around to see if anybody's reacting uh i think she the first thing it's kind of a habit of she wants to make sure nobody's going to react super strongly to to a ghoul or a robot and kind of make sure that nobody thinks that they're kind of easy pickings so she's just kind of gonna read the room a little bit uh see if anybody vibes as potentially hostile okay i'm gonna roll a d100 and i know what that means and then i'll have you roll a perception check but let me roll mine first okay Okay. uh and then roll me a perception check Okay. Say an eighty-six. Okay. That usually bodes well. It's yeah. It's well. If a hundred is bad, then that's pretty bad. If a hundred is good, then that's pretty good. Either way, it's pretty Ooh, something. Vague. So you've got three successes pretty on your roll. Mm-hmm. So at the uh, at the far end uh, of the bar, like not at one of the hills, but there's actually at the bar bar itself. Uh, there's probably two or three guys that are like looking looking at you guys uh, with like. They're giving you guys a, a sideways look. There's something about them that's just like 
you can't tell if they're racist against ghouls or if they're just seeing Sully as like scrap, but there's something about them. They, they don't quite, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't feel right to you. Mm-hmm. And then, and they're like whispering to each other and you can't over, you know, can't hear what they say, but like they're, they're, they're saying some things and you know, they, they keep, they keep glancing over the two of you. Okay. And at this point, the bartender is back at the bar, you know, serving drinks with so just the two of you at this table right now. So I think she, she kind of, uh, Midge kind of leans over to Sully uh, and she kind of, uh, she asks him to kind of uh, go over like some basic data from the day. So just kind of like, so so Sully, how many miles did we go today? How many miles was it from, from Chicago? Let's see. I think around here in the, uh, in the Midwest, they measure distance in hours. So it's been about... Uh, Usually about, I'd say about two days we've been walking, maybe, maybe three. My circuits are a little cold. I could be wrong. And she's like, your circuits are always cold. That's fair. And she kind of, uh, so she kind of nods over to the other end of the bar. She's like, hey, hey, Sully, do you see anything, uh, anything unusual? Like, do you think those people over there look a little odd? Do you think, you know, Bets on whether they're going to try and uh, run us out of town. Well, personally, I think uh, any uh, any meatbag human is odd looking, but uh, uh, they do seem a little. Uh, he kind of turns not so, uh, you know, slyly. Uh, they do have. Uh, I see that they're looking at us, so they might. And it's like really yeah, obvious well, when you turn, check. right? Let's see, let's see what you right. can see, Sully. Uh, so I see three guys. Um, uh, one of them looks like, you know, we've seen some bandit sort of uh, uh, branding. And this guy looks like he might have one, but it could easily just be a creature attack survival story. Um, okay. But we've got three yeah, of these guys. Um, the obvious things you see is, you know, they've got, you know, just leather armor on. Yep. Um, and then like little pipe uh, pistols or rifles at their side. Nothing, nothing too intense. But again, you know, everyone's armed at this point in society. Right. So I think uh, Midge, Midge is not one to avoid conflict. So I think she's like, hey, Sully, mm-hmm. do you, do you want to stay out of the fight or in the fight tonight? How you feeling? <laughs> You see him kind of like take his uh, two robot hands and just kind of crack them. <laughs> but it's just this, I feel like I need to warm up a little bit. And you see the three of the claws disappear and the uh, barrel of the laser rifle attachment on his right hand pop out. On your lead. And she's like, great, perfect. Knew I kept you around for a reason. And so I think she kind of grabs her beer. She stands up and she walks over. She just straight walks over up to them and then just, just sits down. And she's, as you sit, uh, the guy in the middle, uh, and I, I assume Sully's following. Yes. Sully. Yep. Okay. Following. Oh yeah. Okay. So right as, soon, as soon as you sit down, Sully's behind you, the guy in the middle, like sort of looks over at you, gives you kind of a side look and says, so, uh, so how much for the, for the, for the bot? And she, she kind of she sits down and smiles, and she's like, "Well, as much as I hate the bastard, and he, you know, he talks awful lips sometimes. He's very, very uh, sassy when he wants to be. But fortunately, think... not for sale. He's too valuable for me. 
I think as you, uh, as you pan over, the screen has changed to this kind of like blonde Betty Boop looking character. And he just goes, you can't afford me. And it switches <laughs> back to the Sully head. You know, really, he's uh, he's pretty indispensable to me. But, uh, you know, anything I can do as far as, uh, you know, you seem like rough gentlemen to me. So uh, any healing you potentially need? Uh, we're in town uh, offering our services as uh, medics. And I, I, again, they sort of like look back and forth to each other. Uh, healing, no, we we're 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 good. We we take care of ourselves. We're just we're just scavengers trying to get some scrap. And we saw a fancy looking robot with some built in built in weapons, and thought that's it's got to be worth something. And everything's got a price, right? And yeah, well, yeah. I mean, really, he's nothing fancy. You know, he's basically just a glorified. Uh, I need chains on my thighs to get through the snow. What more do you want? I think okay. so. So she kind of, uh, she glances over. Uh, she's like, can I uh, order you gentlemen around? Or And yeah, they, they look at you like, uh, sh- sure. Yeah, why not? So she, she kind of makes a motion over to the bartender, but like, I think she kind of wants to check to see how freaked out are they? Are they freaked out? Are they? I think. Um, you, and when you say freaked always... out, you mean like the fact that you're a ghoul, or just in general? Yeah. Right I... now, when, when when you look at them, they are very clearly they're they're mostly looking over Sully. Um, okay. They they are like they're looking looking at him like lions over like a. a a corpse like they're they're like There's some cash you know, there okay yeah, they, cool. they, they, they are looking yeah they're looking at sully as a paycheck cool. so i think she so she she's kind of looking at them to kind of gauge how much of a threat they are but so i think she kind of motions over at the bartender she does kind of a, a quick like universal another round motion and she sings like so what kind of uh work is there in town gentlemen i mean obviously uh I'm looking for some some healing potentially, but you know times are tough for everybody. So, I mean, I mean, work work is work. Uh, we we uh we mostly you know head out head out in the fringes of town and gather supplies and you know sell them. Uh, but uh, he, healers are, are always useful. There's you know attacks every once in a while, and then well, you know when the attacks happen, the healers are needed, and when the attacks don't happen, well, you know, kind of shit creek. But uh, as of right now, I mean, we don't really have a hospital. We just kind of, you know, if it's bad, it's bad, and usually, well, people kind of die. But uh, if, if it, you know, if they're if they're hurt, you know, it it happens. So I, she I mean, atta- of... attacks happen, you know, every, every, pr- pretty frequently actually. You know, we're, you know, deeper into town. He sort of points in the direction of like downtown. Deeper into town, there's not as many creatures, but here at the edge, you know, we, we there's attacks. I don't know, probably every other day or so. Midge kind of nods and takes a sip of her drink. And she's like, so around these parts, uh, you know, do you have any troubles with the, you know, feral ghouls, anything like that? You know, I noticed you kind of, you know, sizing up Sully here. Any, anybody that, you know, looks like him, anything like that? Uh, I mean, ghouls, ghouls, ghouls. I mean, there's a, about um, I don't know, half mile to a mile south of here, there's a, uh, there's this you know old, I don't know school or factory or something. Um, 
bunch, bunch of stuff there and ghouls are, ghouls are taking it over. So, I mean, to, to, to be frank, I'm not a huge fan of ghouls just cause I've tried to go in there m- many times and those bastards like to bite, but, uh, you know, the ghouls that don't bite, yeah, they're, I mean, they're okay. She just kind of blinks flirtatiously. <laughs> Trust me, boy, she bites. <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't say anything and, and blinks and takes a sip of her drink. Okay. Uh, and how, how long does this continue? Do you guys, like, continue? Like, the bartender brings some drinks over. Uh, the, you know, the scavengers, you know, grab them and they, you know, drink them fairly quickly. Uh, but again, you know, as of right now, you know, they they are, they're scavenged. Yeah. It's kind of, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think she kind of, uh, Mitch kind of loses interest as soon as it becomes clear that like, they're not immediately going to cause trouble. I think she's still a little bit wary of them, but you know. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you may, you may want to keep an eye on them just in case, because if like, if you leave. And slowly, or like if slowly leaves by himself, they may take off afterwards. Because again, they are at, at all times. One of them is looking at you, Sully. It may not not all of them at all times. Are opportunists, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, at some point, at all times, if you look, you know, throughout this evening, Sully, one of these three guys is looking at you at all times, just to like, and they're not like staring, staring, but like they're like giving a, a glance at you. So they're they're making sure that you know if you know they're they're watching you. So, um, what I'm gonna do if there's any interaction between you and them, Sully, I'm going to give you a blue dice because like, you know that they, they may be up to something and you guys caught onto that really well. Good. Uh, so yeah, what do you do? It's, you know, at this point it's getting kind of late. Uh, is there anything more you want to do in the bar? Or just like rest for the night. I, 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 I don't have any I, idea. <laughs> I, I think we're waiting to check in on our lead in the morning. So I think, okay. As, I think we're going to establish, like, okay, we're not in immediate danger of getting run out of town, and uh, then we're going to try and rest for the evening. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I think as, uh, you know, we're headed off to where we're resting, uh, like, uh, Sully rolls past the three scavengers, and he quickly turns around, and there's, like, a monster face on his screen, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Night. Yeah, and yeah, when, when you do that... Um, Actually, yeah, roll me a... Is, it, is intimidation a thing? Could I convince you in Skullduggery? Uh, yeah, why not? Roll me a Skullduggery check. Um, I like that you communicate purple. basically in GIFs. I think that's yeah. a... Yeah, uh, okay, so take take a uh, take a stress as uh, for whatever reason you're like, your programming was acting weird and it was, it was hard to pull the actual you know thing up quickly but right. yeah whoever whoever it is that you roared this at like cowers in fear and like probably drops what they're what they're holding so maybe it's like an empty glass that they were like finished drinking it just like crashes to the ground and they like they freak out um bartender yells over it's like what 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 what's going what's going on and you know they <laughs> by the time the bartender looks over i've switched to the, to the uh lady character good night, boys and just <laughs> roll away okay Midge kind of like as she's walking out, she calls over her shoulder. Sorry, faulty programming. He gets all weird in the the winter like this. And she just kind of walks out. Okay, good. Then you guys head to your. I mean, not out, but you head up to your room for the night. As they're walk, as they're going up, she just kind of 
uh, calls over to Sully and she's like, why do I let you sleep inside? I should make you uh, sleep outside in the barn like those old timey horses. <laughs> I don't know what those are. <laughs> are you from pre uh, bumps? I think, yeah, I think Midge is, I, I think she's pretty cagey about her age. She, I don't think she's ever said specifically, but I think she is from pre bombs. I think she okay. is one of those rare ghouls. So yeah, real old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not so that yeah, you know. Human, you'd never became... ask a lady how old she yeah. is. So. Okay. She's a little cagey about it, but yeah, I think she's pre bomb. So you do or you don't have Sully sleep outside? I think she uh, she just kind of uh, she she lets him sleep inside, but I think she's kind of okay. Uh, and again, yeah, she the... gives him some shit about. And the scavengers definitely are watching as, like, you go up if, you know, Sully is going outside or up. Mm-hmm. And when you go up, they, like, they give, like, a depressed look and then they, like, shake their head and uh, mm-hmm. head out. Perfect. Yep. So I think, yeah, they get to the, the you know, I'm guessing this is, like, your traditional ye old inn room. But, like, uh, in Fallout post-futuristic Americana, um, I think yeah, oh, it's yeah. probably, like, a universal room. Uh, so she, yeah, she kind of uh, makes herself comfortable. I definitely think she makes a big show of like throwing a blanket over Sully's head. Uh, okay, is this because of my TV screen? Yeah, just for for I don't know if it's oh, for, it's to okay. Yeah, it's it's for I don't know if it's for modesty's sake or what, but she just uh, yeah, she, she doesn't <laughs> want him looking, so she definitely what? like throws a blanket over. When when Sully is in sleep mode, does he have a gift that he just plays all night of like just a three, human sleeping? Just three, yeah, Z's. three Z's. Okay, like cool. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so you guys go to bed, um, and then I think you're woken up abruptly uh, by an alarm going off. Uh, there's like you know someone's like ringing the bell really quickly like. And they're, they're screaming, attack, attack. And that's where we're going to end part one of this episode. Oh. We, will, uh, we will be right back. Stay dun, tuned. Done, done, done. Part two. Ba-bam.